0: Sophie, I felt really rude the other day. I felt so so rude and I, I want to apologize to this person, but also no one ever teaches you what to do when people know who you are online and then they come up to you IRL and you've got ADHD and you're super fucking socially awkward because I went to a bring with the horizon pop up event and some some lovely person asked me for a photo, but they did it in a way where they were like without. Tapping on my shoulder and saying hi, they just put their phone in front of my face and went, Can I have a photo? And I kind of turned around and went, Um, yeah, can I pay for my stuff first? And I felt so bad!
1: Are you just opening this podcast, Yasmin, with a story about how you're so famous someone asked for a photo?
0: I'm not famous! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm not famous i'm, I'm literally TikTok not famous, famous. TikTok. I'm not, that's worse famous. you know do you know how sick and twisted it is to hop on dating apps and be like oh yeah i do tiktok <laughs> i'm that a 25 is, yeah. year old that does tiktok that's so embarrassing that's so embarrassing that is actually quite embarrassing shut
1: up shut up <laughs> We're, uh, okay yeah no that's no i'm I can't even fake it, Yasin. hello and welcome to on wednesdays we wear black with me sophie k
0: and the world famous tiktoker yasmin sumer i'm not even a famous tiktoker i'm a niche micro celebrity on tiktok i'm i i'm worse i'm an <laughs> alt influencer if you look on oh. twitter the word alt influencer it's all slander and i just want to i just want to set the record straight none of it's about me i don't act like that okay i what, don't what, act what, like what, that what what like what They'll just be like alt influencers who I don't I don't know. I don't know. The comments that are made no, about Call alt. them out. Call them out. What do they <laughs> want? <No>, influencers... <laughs> <I'm scared. So, laughs> you want me to lose my job, no. Yes, people, I want you to get cancelled by the alt-influencers. People alt on influencer. Twitter are mean about alt influencers and how they act at shows because they film videos, which is also what I do, but I don't I don't give a shit, man, okay? I might be an alt influencer, but deep down I am still just a greasy little emo kid, okay? All influencer rights who's more oppressed <laughs> brown people or no I'm not gonna say that. wait no that's we're putting that clip out so you get cancelled wait so I'm not oppressed just... for being non-binary or brown I'm actually really oppressed for being an alt-influencer
1: I mean wow um, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast um, so <laughs> you feel all influencers do certain things they film at shows what else do they do
0: I'm not gonna say because A say I it. probably do it Se- and B so yeah it's embarrassing it's embarrassing it's, what I do it's but funny also what? a lot of the slander just comes from people who are misogynistic so I don't really care so it's funny
1: funny misogyny what else isn't it? funny Sophie it's hilarious misogyny sometimes. isn't funny
0: I don't know some of them work with bands that are a bit problematic some of them I don't know I don't know I actually don't I, hear me out I go out of my way not to look up slander that might be about me online oh, crazy are all influencers the new groupies no, I'll, I'm not making a comment. Let's move on with this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled so hard, you fucking bitch, man. I hate it here. I'm, I'm not a, a groupie. I'm not a groupie. The, I, no, but genuinely, are they the new
1: groupies? Is that like, no, because how you become we a groupie? Should not,
0: we should not degrade women and non-binary people for doing things that they love and associate that with them just sleeping around. Sophie, okay? Feminism 101. Boom. Take that. You look real stupid right now. I've seen some influencers that, that sleep with bands. And you know what? Their influence us lo- has nothing lo- to do with that. They, they. If we want women in the industry, we've got to have women in the industry who sleep with people and who don't sleep with people. That is a quality. Yes Yasmin, Gen Z way of getting out of a difficult position is by making it about a social cause Clever. Well, I'm right, I'm right I, I support all women, women who sleep with bands and women who don't Personally, I don't sleep with band members because I've seen how much they shower on tour And you couldn't pay me enough Everyone
1: thinks I am Everyone thinks I am I know, I know It's crazy because um, I'm gay I know you're not, I know you're not It's not even just because you're gay, it's because you've met bands on a professional capacity and uh, once you've met them on a professional capacity I think it changes things. A lot I've met them on a personal you...
0: capacity and I realized that they're all just really fucking annoying.
1: Um, so <laughs> today's mid- episode isn't about sleeping with bands, it's not about influencers, it is about
0: the jobs famous rock stars had before they were famous. I like that we went on a tangent before we actually got into this episode. Respect to us for that. That was quite funny. Um, yeah. What was the episode? Oh, um, jobs that people had before they were famous. Yeah. So, Yasmin, yeah. now that you are famous, can Shut you. Shut up! T- shut up i'm not famous i just felt bad to that person because they they just went like that and they were probably feeling really awkward i was kind of paying and i was having an adhd <laughs> overwhelm moment because it was really loud and there were so many people and listen i'm not famous i'm not famous i'm the opposite of famous i'm just a random if i was to live in like ye old victorian time i would be like a little jester i would just run around and go and like everyone would know who i am but they'd be like oh it's just that annoying bitch just that you annoying little clown. You'd be the
1: person that shouts, hear ye, hear ye!" Hey, the person, the, yeah, the town it? crier, because you I, like to stand I, and, yeah. sh- and tell everybody opinions. The town
0: no? crier, because you like yeah. to cry. You stupid in no, my pitch. <laughs> I didn't say because that. Because you're depressed. Just say it like that. No. Um. I. I. Yeah.
1: Um. So, so before you were famous, <laughs> Yasmin, what job did you
0: have? Have you ever had any jobs other than be a journalist? Um, I worked in a bar before I got into the music industry and became a niche micro-celebrity Yasmin Suman of the We were Black podcast um, How old were you yeah. when you got your first job? Um, 17 Slacker 17 Shut up I used to do like unpaid jobs when I was like 16 but 17 was my first like full-time job um, and that was in a, bar- a pub and then I turned 18 and I yeah bar pub bar um really funny because i was an alcoholic at the time so it's not. It's what not. was it
1: like working in a pub was there what was it kind of pub was it was it
0: like the pub where people get into fights was it oh a yeah kind of we're talking local like place? we're talking about birmingham pubs okay it was old men offering to buy me a point so i shag them and like men doing coke in the toilets it was a classic birmingham pub I love it, Birmingham Pride. Birmingham Pride. Uh, If you're not from Birmingham, you're not from the UK. It was just trashy. Um, Even the dogs crying about it. I don't know if you can hear Reggie in the background, but like a dive bar almost. Oh, worse than a dive bar. A dive bar. If dive bars were made by people who have only ever been to dive bars.
1: For anyone who doesn't know, a pub is generally a dive bar with comfy seats. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but like, and it's like comfy seats and. Old men who maybe even have a dog and basically just hang out with their
0: mates and gossip. <laughs> like that—that's literally what they do. They it's like about. a mimosa bar, but for men. <laughs> they, but also they pubs, pubs. Pubs. can be pubs. Can be a, pubs are a gender listening. Okay. I fun fact about Yasmin. I have a hobby. This. This is genuinely a bit crazy i have a hobby with my best friend georgia where we go to pubs on the weekend we get a point we watch women's football and then we go to the only lesbian pub in birmingham and hit on women and that is what we call bloke core it's us being blokes for the weekend just getting a point in getting some crisps going to watch a footy and then going to hit on women have you noticed how
1: much whenever Yasmin talks about being in Birmingham your accent like completely changes
0: I hate it here boo yeah, completely get yeah, really dumb it's really funny am I not Sophie K yeah hi I'm no, Sophie my K my accent changes
1: too but it's just funny because I can see it in other people
0: um, do you want to know what my first job was my first job before sucked. you were super super famous Sophie before K super interviewed famous. Metallica and Slipknot yeah. the yeah. famous Sophie K yeah come yeah. on what was your job um I, first of all, my
1: first, obviously I worked when I was young at a radio station, but my first job when I went handed out CVs was in a sports shop selling trainers. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and my grandma marched me out of there because they used to make us turn up at eight o'clock so that we could take our lunch break between eight and nine and then make us work nine till six. Oh my God, that's that's horrible. That's horrific. And so my grandma walked in and she went, right, you look tired. You look dead on your feet. We're going. And she went and shouted at the manager and and took me out. And I was like, grandma, I was too scared to leave. And then I got a job in a pizza restaurant and I used to get such good tips because I was the friendliest waitress you've ever met.
0: Was this the same place that you did your questionnaire That you had to go around and do that questionnaire from therapy i remember this story that you told on the podcast ages ago about you having to go around and do a questionnaire on 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 (laughs) why people like you or
1: something like that it was on um my beliefs of what men are attracted to and I thought men were only attracted to
0: skin. Is your pepperoni pizza? Can you fill
1: out my questionnaire? Oh, I, didn't ask, I didn't ask customers. It was like work colleagues. Hey, Linda, like cu-
0: can you take the table in the back? Can also, you can you answer
1: this question? Oh my god! Can you imagine? No, so it was. I worked there for like many, many, many years. I had lots of jobs, um, including a podium dancer in a bar, a bit like Coyote Ugly. Which oh, was, I also did that. I also did that. Very fun. Um, we used to we used to like skid on our knees down the bar and everything. And there's pictures of me. It was called. It was basically it was a rip off of Hooters because it was called Teasers in Manchester. Oh my god! Um, so I worked there, and I've had some pretty but I've had I've had a manager throw a chocolate cake at my head. Did you ever have? Because like you probably didn't because you're quite a bit younger than me.
0: But like there didn't used to be the employment rules that there are now oh no I still worked at a place illegally that paid me under the bar £35 a night in cash uh, in like 2019 and it's like a very wow. well known venue in Birmingham and whenever That's bands play there, I'm like <laughs> and then also they had like some like sexual assault allegations oh, standard, in yeah. the newspaper. So, like, yeah, if you ever... I feel like people in Birmingham know, but if you don't, I mean, it's standard. But, yeah, they paid me £35 a night um, wow. and they would never let me take breaks. I never legally had a break.
1: Wow. Yeah, there's, there's some bad jobs and some bad bosses out there. I feel for everyone listening in America because tip system and americans are kind of like yes you get 14 holidays days a year but don't take them otherwise we'll judge you um so i feel for our american listeners but we're gonna be looking at some of the jobs that rock stars had and yasmin i'm not gonna lie i think some of these sound almost made up even though they're real They sound like they've made it up to be really cool, so they don't sound like me saying they worked at a pizza restaurant and in shopping TV.
0: Yeah, like, how do you imagine Ozzy Osbourne was like, oh, yeah, I had a job in WH Smith before I was Ozzy Osbourne. Well, talking of Ozzy
1: Osbourne, he had a lot of jobs, um, but the one that people always talk about is that he worked in a slaughterhouse where he had to cut the cow carcasses open, according to his biography, I Am Ozzy a yeah, slaughterhouse. An
0: abattoir, arbi- is that what it's called? An, ab- an abattoir. Abattoir. Oh, ab-
1: abattoir. Abattoir. How do I know um, these things? Abattoir, yeah. It's can you imagine working? Do
0: you think you could ever work in an abattoir? Um, I think I would be stupid and think it was a boudoir and be like, "Oh my god, pretty women," and then show up first day expecting to see like pretty women and it's just it's just cows. Dead cows. I I,
1: I don't think I would get all cuz I have the propensity to turn vegan. Um, so, I, I like, I've been vegan, but it just didn't suit me. I'm I'm very, like, pro-animal rights. I think I would really struggle with the
0: killing of animals. But that used to be kind of glamorised a lot more back in the day than it is now. I guess, but then also, like, I just don't... There's a lot of things I can do. Putting my entire hand inside of an animal's gut, not on the list. Not on I the list. I wanted to become a vet, so I would have been putting my hand inside an animal's gut. I think that's crazy, though. Like, doctors and vets and, like, any kind of, like, medical person has probably had their hand inside of someone's chest cavity. How mad is that? Or you're just wearing you're, them like a puppet.
1: If you're a gynecologist, you sure are. Um, <laughs>
0: Call me a gynecologist because I'll be nah. wearing my girl like a th- <laughs> nah. I need to say something. I need to say something. I need to tell you something. And I, I'm going to... This is This is folded into the podcast, so... This person won't hear and no one will know. And I don't really speak about my dating life anymore because I'm quite private. That's my goal for 2024. But I need to say, the person I'm talking to at the moment, I thought I had insane riz, right? I thought I had, like... Tell me why the other day this person I'm speaking to said... (laughs) A guillotine couldn't stop the head I want to give you right now. (laughs) I had to marry her on the spot. Obviously, I had to get down on one knee at that moment and was like, "Wife, wife, that is so stupid." A guillotine couldn't stop that. I tell you now, this is the thing. Sit this, in a if you
1: if you are straight and you're listening <laughs> to this right now,
0: do not take notes. No, don't, don't, please don't, please don't. Do, please don't. do it's not terrible. take notes from. It only from, works if you're a lesbian. I can't explain why. From queer mind. people, I can't explain why. My- if
1: someone commented on your Tinder and if someone, like, if I was out there dating and someone wrote on my dating app, call me a guillotine because the head or whatever, whatever, I'd be like, ew, delete. <laughs> delete.
0: But for some Outta reason, here. for some reason, when lesbians do I'm like,
1: aha, oh my god, you're so smart.
0: <laughs> Easy.
1: It's sick, yeah. Do you know um, what? If I was a lesbian, do you know what I would do? If that's what it takes, right? If I was a lesbian to get Riz, I would just go on Tinder and swipe on every topless person. Every guy with a topless photo has horrendous pickup lines. So
0: I'd just swipe right on all of those and steal their lines. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure most lesbians steal their pickup lines from straight men, and it works. It works. Wow. If you're a lesbian okay. and you're listening to this, <laughs> take notes from straight men sometimes. Okay, so uh, I've got another job and then you can bring some
1: to the table. This one is about Corey motherfucking Taylor. Oh, father, hello. He did a stint doing roofing and siding for a while. Can you imagine Corey Taylor fixing your roof? Um, According to an interview he did with Let There Be Talk, his favourite job was when he was a sales associate at a pawn shop. And that's where he wrote the lyrics for Slope not self-titled album
0: fair play fair play a man was a connoisseur so... connoisseur he was like oh, what are you in the mood for a little bit of a little bit of knife play I got you a little bit of shit play in the back babe Maybe, oh, we need to that. do we need to do a fetishes episode with Corey Taylor he's seen it all I don't think I could bring myself to talk to Corey <laughs> Taylor about fetishes hear me out Him me not his fetishes no in general I don't think I can look Corey Taylor in the eye and be like (laughs) yeah so piss play am I right no I can't no it's because he's got do you know what and I wouldn't want to do it because I
1: feel like I wouldn't want to put that out there for his son to then watch yeah he's literally a father he's He's, a father yeah he gives too much dad energy now he's literally a father but um, would you ever work in a porn shop I would work in a porn shop hell yeah we're, bearing in mind, in porn shops, I don't think it was a place women were regularly going. See, this is what I want to do. A I want to open a, clientele. Queer,
0: a queer, women's only, basically no men sex shop. I want it to be a safe space. I don't for, know for... if they're as popular.
1: Hear me out. When you go down past, certain parts of Soho, like the gay men have got their shops down there are the, the and then they have like a little lesbian section with some strap-ons, yeah. but they have like they have got shit down.
0: I mm, let me work on it. Let me work on okay. it. But okay. But I think it's funny that Corey Taylor was a roofer because now he brings the roof down. Ah, ah. Uh, um uh. Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> anyway, do you All want to right, the you got? Yeah. Uh, Did you know, according to NME.com, so if this is wrong, blame NME, uh, that Kurt Cobain was a janitor. Kurt Cobain was once asked to describe grunge from a janitorial perspective. He said it's a fine mixture of cleaning solvents, not to be used in the toilet. When I was a janitor, I used to work with these guys called Rocky and Bullwinkle. They used to clean the toilet bowls with their bare hands and eat their lunch without washing their hands that was very grungy.
1: wow do you know what that actually doesn't surprise me do you know why
0: because
1: Kirk Cobain I wouldn't be surprised if like retrospectively he had some neurodiversity going on I know we talk about that a lot on this podcast but it's it's a lot more commonly diagnosed these days because often the quiet types who are more loners, which I think Kurt Cobain had a tendency towards and like the introspective but creative and also um, I can imagine that's a really good job because you're around people. Like to me, that sounds like a dream job in a way. I see people all day, but I don't have to interact with them to do my job. And I can
0: choose when to talk to people and when not to talk to people. I agree. you are going to say it makes sense because he has it's either a song or an album called Bleach and he was a janitor do you know who else was a janitor so it must be a thing (laughs) um Noodles from the Offspring guys if you're if you're thinking about becoming a musician become a janitor first apparently it's the way forward So he said that he was still working at the school
1: when the band was blowing up, but how sweet is this? Because he promised his boss that he wouldn't quit until the end of the school year. There was um, the high school, Yeah, so he he still worked there because he would promised not to quit until the end of the school year. And there was this one high school girl that I knew and she used to see me in the morning and say to me, Man, what are you doing? I just saw you on MTV. How cool is that? That's so cool. I love that. That's That's, so cute. That's wholesome.
0: Um, Did you want more? I've got more.
1: I've got more for you too. I've got more. I'll bring you on here. Um, So I was talking about The stint I had working in Pizza Hut I'm not the only one to have worked in a fast food place Obviously the name Nickelback Came from when I think it was Chad Working in a coffee shop and they'd give him Nickelback But Chester Bennington from Lincoln
0: Park Was working in Burger King How is that related to pizza? Because it's fast food Uh, Yeah but well pizza isn't Fast food Pizza isn't fast Unhealthy food Pizza isn't always unhealthy. You can make healthy pizzas. Do you know what? I just love t- to argue with you. I can tell. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> we had the buffet during the week. Um, okay.
1: Chester Bennington worked in Burger King. Imagine some people were served by Chester in
0: Burger King. Yeah, You've got your fur on your coat from Chester Bennington. So, who have you got next on your list? According to NME, Debbie mm. Harry worked as a Playboy bunny at New York's legendary playboy club while she she was there she developed a novel way of dealing with dry dirty old men um, saying I fooled around with drugs and was consequently half asleep which now I read that in this day and age is a bit concerning Um, yeah but
1: there was a lot in her book that was actually quite concerning um, that people called out and they were like hey hey girlie okay next I have got another career that seems to be a super super um, popular Hmm. which is working as a tattoo artist
0: yeah Frank Carter from Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes but he did that
1: since being in the band whereas Fred Durst did it before where he was a tattoo artist in several different shops I think he did it for the military or something I might be making that bit up but also Chris Motionless worked at a tattoo parlour I don't know if he was a tattoo artist but he worked at a
0: parlour who else is a tattoo a lot of a lot of musicians are also tattoo artists cody frost love cody frost. Cody. It makes sense because it's uh creative yeah yeah i love them very much but yeah that's i if i was a tattoo artist i would also be a musician I wish I was talented enough to be a tattoo artist. I've, I've thought
1: about it. And the same way that I've sung in the shower, thinking maybe I could go on a TV talent <laughs> contest. And then I hear myself singing, and I'm like, no. I've no. also tried drawing, and I'm like, no, you will never make a tattoo artist.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Um, that's so interesting. So I, I scoured the internet and found some more. Um, did you know that Freddie Mercury, again, according to Enemy before anyone yells at me, Freddie Mercury was apparently a market stall owner. Was he really? I guess that was a lot more common back in the day. Freddie Mercury owned and ran a stall in Kensington Market, which opened in the summer of '69. Freddie sold his own artwork as well as secondhand clothes. Helping him on the stall was Queen drummer Roger Taylor. Freddie kept up running the stall even after Queen released their first album. Interesting! That's so cool. So I thought we had it a bit spooky with the Ozzy Osbourne
1: one, but I've got one that's more spooky. Go on. And that's why I'm like, I feel like some of these guys made it up. So, before he was famous and the lead singer of Corn, Jonathan Davis was on a very different path. As a teen growing up in Bakersfield, California, he decided to pursue a mortuary school um, and eventually became a mortician's apprentice, embalming dead bodies and performing autopsies for a living. Do you know how much money is in that shit?
0: So much money. Mad. So much money. Mad the money. funeral industry is fucking expensive, bro. Because what are people always going to do, even when they're broke? Die. They're
1: going to die. That's, They're gonna die. Yeah. So yeah, he was doing that and that is, quit to be a musician. Sir. Come on. I'm so glad that he had the success he has had because he was in a dark place, man. But now mm. he is
0: happy, Jonathan. Happy J D. He is Happy JD. Speaking of dark places, um, Courtney Love used to strip to fund her music according to NME uh, and danced at Jumbo's Clown Room in Hollywood. Stripping funded my band. There were a lot of temptations in terms of drugs back then. I was like, okay, when I make a million dollars, then I'll do all the drugs I want, which I did, by the way. You can tell. Um, Well, I'm a, do you know what? This is, this is my, my red flag. I'm a Courtney Love defender
1: have you why is that just
0: because you support women or have you watched the documentary or I just feel like at the end of the day if it was a man in her position people wouldn't be as horrible to her and it's also because the, like Kurt died and everyone has those conspiracy theories that she killed him and I just, I just feel like she's a bit misunderstood but I also don't know enough about her and she might be deeply problematic so I'm saying all of this and digging myself a hole probably she's a, a character let's just say that she is
1: a character and I think by watching lots of old clips of her you can just see what a character she is I'm um, going to go back and find out she I said do some think, really
0: problematic stuff Sophie because I can't defend her for much longer I do think she was also um
1: obviously judge for being a woman and there's always misogyny and blah 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 so i'm just going to move on and say do you know that jacoby Shaddix was um, working at a hospital before he started music and he said it was his favorite job before being a rock star he worked in hospital intensive care unit as a janitor so we've got another janitor here i was cleaning up dirty toilets and blood and all the nasty stuff but i also got to see people recover from what seemed like hopeless states
0: Oh, that's interesting. Jacoby. That's not the only person who worked in healthcare. So, this is quite known, but Dan Winter Bates of Berry Tomorrow still works for the NHS, which is the National Health Service in the UK. Um, mm. According to Karang, Berry Tomorrow are in a position where they're able to make. Oh, my God. Let me try that again. According to Karang, uh Dan has kept his job, including working remotely when he's on tour because he's passionate about the NHS. The rest of the band have Barry Tomorrow as their main career, but I do it because I love working for the NHS and I'm massively invested in public health. I love that about him. What a wholesome, what a wholesome bloke. He is a wholesome bloke. He is um, a um- very nice bloke. Um, I had a few more for you. Mm-hmm. So we've got Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. Who? Oh, yes, was a- yes, yes, yes. Who's a fish handler, according to Kerrang. He used to clean up guts of the fish.
1: That was his job, like literally just cleaning up the worst parts. And he always used to say that he stank of fish.
0: There's Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, who was a street sweeper. Okay. Pete Steele, typo negative, who was essentially a Parks and Recreation 2.0. He was a a park maintenance and park supervisor person.
1: Wow. Have you noticed a lot of these careers... I know it's before they were famous, they were probably quite young, but a lot of them seem to be things that you can do and daydream at the same time and just be a bit of a loner. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah,
0: because, you know, Serge of System of Down was a software company owner, according to Kerrang. He provided machine coding via his own company. Um, Yeah wow so he's an intelligent dude he's an intelligent dude I mean it makes sense the The system of the down songs are like technically very complicated which makes sense because when you've got all those codes in your brain your, your mind is going 100, 100 seconds a, a minute do you know what um, after you've just reminded me
1: um, David Draymond of Disturbed he was working as an administrative assistant in a healthcare facility. It's and he always had a, healthcare. A, a, MPAT, yeah, he had an administrator's license and ran MPAT. his own healthcare
0: facility for five years before doing disturbed. Literally always, it's never music related. They're never like a music teacher who becomes a musician. It's always like a healthcare worker, a janitor, yeah. a, a roofer, a, a trade job, you know? Yeah. A way of them helping people, which I think oh, is Or really it's like helpful.
1: something more extreme, like um, even Tom Morello working as a stripper or Debbie Harry or Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I love the fact that Tom Morello is in that list of people who got nude for money and it's not just women.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom Morello. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for solving feminism, Tom Morello. Getting necky. Um, who else have you got? that's my list babe oh that's it that's it that's it
1: okay interesting well um words of wisdom yasmin are that you never know what the future holds and even if you're working a dead end job right now um anything could happen in the future you just
0: never know i agree my words of wisdom are be nice to everybody because you never know where people are going to end up you never know. The next person that you're mean to could be a niche micro-celebrity and, <laughs> and an alt-influencer. And that's peak fame. That's peak fame. Peak fame. Peak fame. The next person you're mean to on the street could be a famous alt-influencer, Sophie. Think about that when you sleep at night.
1: Imagine thinking you're too good to put your rubbish in the bin and all your trash in the trash can. And so you throw it on the floor. And it was... Who was it that you said it was a street cleaner? Was it Pete... Oh, Steve Harris from Maiden. Iron Maiden, yeah. Um, imagine, and it's Iron Maiden. It's someone yeah. from Iron Maiden who's having to yeah. clean up. Do you know what I mean? So have some fucking respect. You're not
0: better than anybody on this planet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Follow us at we BlackPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever social media is, or email us, wewearblackpod at gmail.com. I'm at Yasmin Suman, X on everything. And I am at I am Sophie K on everything.
1: Bye. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesday's We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.